Episode 229 of the Bevan James Isle Show, an interview with Martine Mutterpool. Radio team, welcome along to episode 229 of the Bevan James Isle Show, your fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness so you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. Uh, you know what, I'm not going to talk much today because I've got a really cool interview with a lovely young lady by the name of Martine Matapol. Martine is um, a very, very successful young woman in the fitness industry. She's kind of shot up the ranks of Les Mills and has done very well. She's kind of presenting in the biggest kind of stage. Uh, she's a very highly qualified fitness professional. She's an educator. Um, but also she's just this really awesome person. Uh, and she's just, you know sometimes in life some people just have this really cool energy about them and there's a real happy disposition in what they give to the world and Martine is definitely that and so uh, we're both I'm up in Auckland right now doing some work for Les Mills and we're kind of roomies well not roomies she's a couple of rooms down from me and I thought you know what she's the kind of person I'd love to get on the show so she came around last night we kind of got the mics out and we just have a conversation, and you know what it's like with me, I kind of just throw random questions at people, and uh, there's obviously a fitness angle to it, but there's also just a good honesty, she's um, really honest, which I really like, and some really cool insight, and it's one of those interviews where you're going to listen, and I imagine you'll find it quite self-reflective in the stuff we talk about, so uh, yeah, so I'm going to pretty much get straight into it, but before I do, I want to say a big thank you to all the patrons of the show, uh, the patrons of the show are people who financially support the show, and each time I release an episode, they just donate a little bit of hard money my way, and I just want to say, also, when you become a patron, you get a cool Bevan James Owl Show nickname, I don't know if it's cool or not, but I'm going to say it's cool, uh, and these are some of the people who are patrons, we've got Luke Mayhem Miller, we've got Pip the Silent Assassin in Langford, we've got Kate the Perfect One Southern, we've got Robbie Big uh, Big Shot Alan and Gemma and Glenn Team Divine Mitchell, these are all people who support the podcast, so again if you want to support the podcast go to Bevan James Isles my dot com my website click on podcast click on support me go through the process and what happens is each time i release an episode you just donate a little bit of your hard-earned money my way anyway uh let's get straight into the interview with martini she is right now Radio team, welcome along to Martine Matapol. I've just asked her how to say her name. She gave me the, she gave me the rundown. How are you going? Good. How are you, Bibi? So I suppose a good place to start is um, what got you into fitness? Oh, I guess uh, you just start kind of like most people do. Um, I was really sporty growing up. My mum was super sporty, and she played like rugby and basketball and netball and softball, and so we would always be hanging out at practices and trainings and. Um, so yeah, I think from a young age we always played sport and then I think I joined like my first gym when I was like 15 and I just used oh, to really? go on like the cross trainer because I didn't know how to use anything and I used to just go on the treadmill and walk for like 30 minutes and I'd, you know when you're awkwardly staring around at everyone being like, what are they doing? Um, and then that kind of led into Les Mills when I was, yeah, like 17, yeah. So you're teaching that young? Yep, started when I was 17 um, and was kind of shoulder tapped, you know, the old the old tap of the shoulder. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just gone by so fast, as you probably know. When you were, were you were you were a high level athlete, what kind of when you say like you played sport, what kind of level did you 
Were you good? Like, you know, where were you at with your athletes? I think at the time I thought I was really good, but <laughs> <laughs> looking back, I probably wasn't. Like, I played in kind of like A teams and did a bit of like Otago yep. stuff, um, but it wasn't like super high level, you know. Like, just used to do kind of normal trainings, and we were always. I remember always coming home really late, um, but it was always really fun. You know, I never really looked at it as like it was really tough or. Um, like it was a chore. It was just always really fun, and Mum was always there, kind of cheering me on. And, and what, you know, because one of the things I often get is how do we help kids love exercise? Mm. And obviously, you were brought up in an environment where that was the case, mm. and, and you're reflective of that. What were the keys for you? What was fun? What made exercise fun at that moment in your life? I think it was just such a family thing. You know, from such a young age, me and my cousins were always outside playing, yeah. and we kind of we're always all together and you know mum was always getting us to play and so it was like it was almost reflecting now it's almost like that play side yeah. you know we're here to have fun and you know it's not it, it doesn't need to be like a formal sport or anything but yeah I think I think those that was really key was that it was always fun and we were there together doing it it was like a togetherness okay. kind of thing so yeah. that kind of the kind of connection yeah enjoyment and role modeling. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that was really, really key. Mm. And your mum's still very active now? Yeah. she's She actually got a cancer diagnosis oh, maybe no. five years ago. Um, and that kind of slowed her down a bit. But she's she, she used to run and do marathons and, um, you know, right up until she was diagnosed. Um, but it definitely pushed her back a bit. But she's kind of... She's really cute. She's doing like little workouts at her local gym. and um, But, yeah. Have you, talk, have you talked much to her about this? Like, you know, because, like, you know, you and I, mm. I'm 20 years up the road from you, but but this is who we are, yeah. you know, and your mum would have been the same, you know, yeah. like, exercise is a big part of our identity, mm-hmm. and then you have this pretty horrific life thing you go through, and, and obviously it's in a good place. Mm. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So, that's, yep. so it's really positive, but then you're limited in how you can do the thing that you're really passionate about. Mm. How did you work through that? I think it was really challenging for her, and we've talked about it a lot, um, and I think... As you say, it's an identity thing. Yeah. You know, her whole her whole, you know, being was shifted. You know, she couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't do the normal things like you know, even going for a shower and things like that was just wow. super tough. Um, and so, yeah, I think it. I think it was really trying to grab onto like those little things during the day that were really enjoyable, and knowing that we could kind of build her up and and keep her going, and yeah. and that it was kind of it was a new phase now. You know, yeah. and it was kind of getting around to that acceptance that I've had this amazing life of running and sports and doing, you know, everything I wanted to do. Um, and now I'm kind of moving into this next chapter. Yeah. Mm. And, and where does exercise sit in her life now? She, I think she goes up and down, but at, for the moment she's been really, really enjoying it. And I yeah. think because her body's changed so much yeah. as well um, and her abilities. And, you know, I think sometimes, you know, we would be doing things and she kind of thinks she's still in her, like, 30-year-old body yeah, and, yeah. you know, doing the marathons. Um, and I have to be like, Mum, chill, you know. Um, but, yeah, now she's doing, like, little strength training workouts and she's going for big walks and... Um, yeah, so she's doing awesome. So she's still got the prioritization of it. It's just how she's doing it. It's kind yeah, of yeah. It's going to be a hard thing to it. Because, you know, like I just think of myself, like I'm mid-40s now. Mm. And and I have no slowdown yet. I can't jump as high, like in like a <laughs> plyometric stuff, you know. Like if it, you know, I remember teaching with George and he just he had a jump that I could no longer yeah. get to. So there's definitely aspects of ageing where I'm like, okay, well, that's no longer there. But I haven't had that big... Like, okay, whoa. now there's a massive shift. You know, yeah. like a lot of people, their knees will go and stuff like that. And I've been yeah. very lucky in that way. Yeah. And it'll just be really interesting to see 
you know, because you have to accept it, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's, you know, at a certain point. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you think you'd go? I think now I'm okay with it. Mm. I think, like, at your age, it would have been a disaster. Yeah. Because um, I was just too... My identity was just so much fitness. Yeah. You know, and I think one thing I've done well is to develop um, a multi-dimensional esteemed person. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I have music, I have business, I have family, friends. Yeah. Still have exercise. Yeah. Um, but I'm, you know, the early version of me, all I had was exercise. Mm. And so I'll still move no matter what. Mm. How I move and how much I move may reduce as I age, but I'm not so dependent on the movement for the sense yeah. of esteem. Because you went through... Like your back and, and yeah, and, and, and to be honest, and, and I've talked about this on the show, but the thing with the back was I didn't actually, and it was really interesting because Joe was saying, people would say to my, my wife Joe, people would say to her, um, they'd go, "How's Bevan going?" And she'd mm. go, "No, he's actually doing really good." And I go, no, but really, <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's the head head tilt and yeah, the, yeah, and the on, eyebrows. Really. Yeah, but, but I didn't find it hard at all. Yeah, and I think that's because I'm most, uh, that multi-dimensional esteemed mm. person now, and mm. that. I actually could act wisely through that time because most yeah. people in our industry when we get injured often do foolish things, yeah. you know, because we don't want to stop. Yeah. And so I actually was able to act wisely because I my esteem wasn't reliant on it, mm. you know. And it's, it's just, it's something we need to be careful of in our game because we, particularly in the Les Mills game, we become so, this brings so much to our life. Yeah. But it also can be a bit too dominant. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. most of us go through it, but it's just making sure you do get to the other side and yeah. develop those other sides. Yeah. More importantly, you. So <laughs> so you so you um so you start teaching at seventeen. Yep. So what's that like? Because that's that's quite a massive thing. Because it's mm. suddenly you're in a quite a big leadership role. Mm. And so what was it like when you first started standing in front of people teaching exercise? I think like, it's funny because as a kid, I really, I wanted to be lots of things when I was a kid, but I also really wanted to be an actress. Oh, wow. Um, and so like I used to love public speaking. And oh, so you're actually quite good at that yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, um, you know, I used to, I remember I used to perform like little skits for my mum and, and my sister. And so, yeah, I think it just felt really natural to me. It was just like a, it's not like that it was easy, but it just felt like, yeah, I'm in my space. And what gave you that? You know, because like we think of public speaking, is mm. that you know the word I say is people would rather die than public speak. You know, yeah. it's, it's the most fearful thing. You yeah. know, and so what gave you the ability yeah. to be comfortable in that space, even at such a young age? Um, I'm not sure. I think you know, Mum. I'm always talking about my mum at the moment, but she got me into kind of drama lessons okay. when I was a kid. I went to acting school, oh, wow. and so. Yeah, I think a lot from her was like she just wanted to, me to be, you know, as confident and as knowledgeable, you know, as, as I could be. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, wanted me to try lots of different things and, yeah. you know, that, that sort of stuff just really stuck. Like I was really young, but probably seven or eight when I was doing acting classes. Oh, wow. um, and, I, you know, I used to be in plays from from around the, the Otago area and... Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, a lot of it was just when I was young, I just tried a lot of it. Okay. Um, so your mum yeah. put, put you in life experiences, which allowed you to develop skills and confidence in certain yeah. areas. Yeah, and I, and I used to love, like, getting reactions from people when I saw if I did something, if I was doing, like, a little skit or I was telling a funny joke. Okay. You know, people would laugh and yeah. I'd be like, oh, this is kind of cool. Okay. You know, I'm engaging and I'm connecting. And so it became yeah. an appealing place to you. Yeah, mm. yeah. So then when you start getting on stage teaching, mm. it was always a bit of a natural place for you already? Yeah, oh. yeah. I felt 
I felt like, oh, this is me. You know, I'm on stage and I'm connecting with people and I can see you and then I'd get off the stage and we'd be, you know, talking about their lives and that's that's the part I love the most, you know, com- and even coming up for filming, you know. The, the one thing I love is, you know, people showing me photos of their family or, yeah. you know, their babies that they've just had and their new house and, oh, I just brought this and it's super cool and I went for it. You know, like yeah. I love, I love that. What, 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 um, how did your self-perception change at that time? Because, you know... Like, for, for my experience was I was total opposite to you. So I mm. was, like, going nowhere in life and then found this and got on stage and it was just such a massive shift in my mm. life. Um, it, whereas you were already quite comfortable in those positions. So was there a shift in self-perception through that role that came w- within yourself? Yeah, I think... I think I just realised, you know, how important exercise and, and kind of this role can be in other people's lives yeah. you know because when I first started I was like oh it's all about me I'm on stage yeah. and I'm acting and performing and this is super fun and then I was like oh there's actually more to this actually you know yeah. and uh, people would tell me stories and go oh you know I've just had the worst week and I've come to this class and it's just made me feel amazing and so you kind of start to think oh this is actually a bigger picture than mm. <laughs> just me you yeah. know when you're 18 and figuring out life yeah mm. so you started to understand how you actually are influencing others in a really positive way yeah I guess you kind of realize that leadership role or that role modeling and you know you have these members and then you also have kind of other instructors coming up and so you kind of zoom out a bit and go this is kind of cool in a, in a better way than I thought it would be and, and did that like did that not, not in a pressure way but mm. did it kind of make it bigger like, like for me, mm. I, I had similar experience. So I remember kind of one day I woke up and I realised I was a Pied Piper. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we're, we're the kind of people who are Pied Pipers. Yeah. Um, and it was that kind of thing, and I have influence. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well then how are you going to use that? Yeah. You know, like did you have a similar kind of experience around that? Yeah, I think still kind of going through that, especially with social media. And oh, like you've course. talked a lot about it on, on, the, on the show. But, you know, you... I think I just try and think, you know, who am I authentically? And I'm just more of a people in person yeah. kind of kind of person. Um, but totally understand social media engagement and stuff, but I'm just not on there all the time. But, yeah, um, yeah I guess to answer your question, it, it does does just kind of give you a different perspective on on how, where you might sit in, in terms of the role and the leadership and Les Mills space, I guess. It's interesting, actually, as you talk about social media, mm. it's interesting that, um, you know, because we do portray something to the world, mm. don't we? But but in social media, it's quite a conscious choice of how I, how do I want to portray myself? Yeah. You know, like it is, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it's such a, so how do you handle it? Because obviously, but yeah. you're of a younger generation. Yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty crap on it. I kind of chuck some stuff <laughs> occasionally, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, but, and I try, I try a little bit, but I don't really try. Um how do you approach it? Because, you know, we're in a game where image is often sold on yeah. social media like crazy. So yeah. what are you trying to do with your influence in that world? I think I'm still trying to figure it out. But, like, I've gone I've, – I think, you know, in the past few years I've been going through just trial and error of what – you know, if I post something, did that feel authentic or is that yeah. really what I wanted to say or have I got an agenda here? Am I trying okay. to impress others or am I trying to wear a certain brand or, you know – say a certain message so now it's very you know this 
Martin, is this something you would post? You know, yeah. is this what you're truly feeling? And if it is, then fire away. If it's not, then it's probably going to feel a bit clunky once you've posted it and you're going, oh, was that the right thing to say? I heard an interesting <laughs> book the other day and they are talking about, um, it was just about materialism. And it was mm. like, um, if no one could know you buy it, bought it, would you still buy it? Mm. You know, and it's, yeah. you know, and I know social yeah. media isn't there because my social media is showing, but yeah, um, yeah the, the kind of, is this true to who I really am? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's also like another side of kind of detaching from that. Yeah. Just going, it is just a platform of photos and, and yeah. you know, why do we think so deeply about it? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a strange one. What, 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 who are you? is a deep question but like when you think about I go back to Martine mm. and what would be important to her mm. what, what are the words that come up I think definitely people you know my family yeah. you know um, fitness is a big one yeah. um, but definitely around those those key pillars of people and family and connecting that's definitely me you know I love to have a good laugh and good conversations and checking in with people what's yeah. new in life yeah. you know what are you doing that's outside of work yeah. and you know, I love that sort of stuff. So, like, real connection. Yeah. 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 Do you find, um, one thing that's hard in our game is because we are the people connector mm. and we are a leader, mm. sometimes there needs to be boundaries. Yeah. How do you find that? And and do you, like, you know, do you manage it well? Yeah. Because I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, years ago, I was going out for a partner and someone at the gym came up to me in a way that was needy mm. but but and i provided as much as i could in that situation mm. but i didn't offer more and my partner was quite critical of me and mm. i remember my manager was kind of at th- my manager at the time was quite an important person in my life and he said to her, you don't understand that bevan gets this 10 times a day yeah you know what i mean yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he can't actually always provide more to everyone mm. you know mm-hmm. like you've got to choose your levels with different people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. is that something you face and if so how do you manage that I've definitely felt that, you know, like in just in the gym space, if, you know, like I'm training or I'm trying to do something and then people are constantly trying to come up and say hello, which obviously I love, um, but, you know, you kind of have to be like, okay, I'm training now. Or I've actually been like, okay, I'm going to find another place that's actually my training space. And then Les Mills is kind of my work, my workplace. And this is where, you know, I work. And when I'm there, I'm talking to people and I'm very, hello. And then when I'm, you know, doing my training, it's somewhere else. So, yeah, yeah, I I definitely feel So it's about creating some spaces for yourself. Yeah. And I think that's how my my brain naturally goes. So I can kind of have, okay, this place is for me now. This is my time. And then this is kind of work and and focusing on group fit um, or PT if if I'm in that role. Um, but as well on social media as well, like people will be messaging you all the time saying <laughs> like just the weirdest things, but also things like, um, you know, where did you get that outfit from? Like what shoes are those? Yeah. Or, or yeah, that, so that's funny as well, but normally you just go, oh, delete that one. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, ask, don't ask her for her shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, amazing. It's, it's, it's a funny time, isn't it? Because time is kind of like your greatest asset. You know, it really, really is when you think mm. about it. And it's amazing how quickly you can give it away. Mm. And again, it's, you know, because it's, it's like if someone's asking about your shoes, well, they probably just go to a website. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it is, you know, and you feel that kind of obligation to somebody, don't you? Yeah. 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 Hey, when you're, um, when you're working, like you've become an educator, mm. Mm. how are you finding that? Well, tell us about it first of all. Um, yeah, so I'm a tutor at the New Zealand Institute of Sport, yep. um, which runs a whole 
bunch of diplomas and qualifications and kind of sport, recreation and exercise. So there yeah. are some personal training um, qualifications in there as well. Um, but I primarily look after um, what's called a level four study and career preparation qualification. So it's kind of for people who aren't really sure what they want to do um, and are kind of just wanting to find some skills around studying, probably working in industry okay. or getting exposure to exercise. Yeah. Um, and so, and as well, it's kind of a bridge to personal training. Okay. Um, and then I kind of teach in some other areas as well. But um, it's definitely been challenging being on the other side, you mm. know, because I've been through education. I did a degree and then masters on that. And, and so it's a it's different being on the other side. Mm. Yeah. So, so when you were in your study, mm. what made you successful? I think just the, firstly, I did something I loved. Okay. So I think that was really key. Um, so it was never a chore? No. And, and I left school and all of my friends were doing law yeah. or they were doing, um, you know, some finance or yeah. something. And yeah. so I was like, oh, I'm going to do law. Yeah. So I did first year law. So um, I, yeah, I did, <laughs> did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and so I just felt like I was split in half, okay. you know, because I, I love writing, I love reading and I love public speaking. I was like, law is going to be great. This oh, is me. Okay. Um, so in some ways it looked like it could tick boxes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And then I did it and I was like, it's okay. I'm just not really feeling like a, you know, like a bit of a spark here. Like mm. it's, it's really interesting and I loved all the readings and I was, you know, super nerdy with it, but oh, I think I actually want something different. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did, I did a PE degree and then masters on that. But I, yeah, I think the key was really choosing the one that I loved and not really, sticking with something that I felt, oh, it's not really me. And was it hard to, to walk away from law or was it actually pretty obvious? It was pretty obvious to me, but it was hard because I naturally set such a high bar and I'm going, mm. you know, if I'm going to start something, I'm going to finish it. Okay. But, you know, in yourself, you know, that's not right. And so I just diverted and yeah. And so now that you're on the other side, mm. because it's interesting, it seems like you were pretty motivated as a student. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And obviously probably did pretty well. Mm -hmm. Um, and then suddenly, you you know, like it's that thing of pe not everyone has what you have. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, suddenly you go into a world where maybe not everyone is so motivated yeah. and, and all that stuff. So what are the challenges you find being an educator in trying to help people who are trying to progress forward? Oh, I think from my brief experience yeah. so far is people's just backing themselves, I yeah. think, is a lot of it. And, and yeah, th you know, there's so much change when – you can see in their eyes and they're going, oh, you actually back me as a teacher, you know? Oh, and, and, really? and it's amazing how how little encouragement students need to go, oh, oh, oh really? I am, I can do this. And so I think a lot of it is really backing backing yourself and going, oh, I can, I can do this. I have the tools. I can ask questions. You know, someone's here to support me. I can rely on them. So, yeah, that's a big one, I reckon. So ultimately you feel it's, it's ultimately a bit of a lack of self-confidence, mm. really. Mm -hmm. And so they limit themselves. Yep. And that they're going to make it harder for that reason. Actually, yeah. interesting. I was talking to this lady the other day. Um, uh, the lady I know is a lovely lady called Paula. And she's um, in her 50s. Mm. And she's become passionate about learning Spanish. Mm. And like started like two years ago and is like all in, you know, like and, and killing it. Like just became a new life passion and mm. killing it and um we were talking because she um 
wants to do exams. So she's kind of gone with tutors and gone through apps and kind of books and stuff and learned a lot along the way. So she's progressed really well, but mm. she hasn't done any kind of formal study with mm-hmm. it. And she kind of decided that she wanted to go through some formal education. Mm. And in doing it, she's got to do some exams. Mm-hmm. Now, she didn't do well at school. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, her story was that when she was at high school, which when she was like at intermediate, which is for those overseas, is kind of like when you're 12 before you go to high school. She was at a really, she was a really high level student, mm. and because she did so well, she got sent to a high level high school. Mm. But when she went to the high level school, high school, she felt like she was the thickest in the class. Right. And so it's that comparison thing. Like yeah. she went into the class, mm-hmm. and then suddenly she's in this place where she's the lowest of the rung, mm. and then which led to her actually not doing well at school at all, mm-hmm. and she failed exams. Mm. And now, you know, thirty years later, she's now in a place where she has to do exams again, and she's got all this kind of kind of scarring from when she was younger yeah. and we we're just having this really interesting discussion around around um a you're not that person anymore yeah but what was really interesting was that when she went to hi- we kind of figured out what the problem was and the problem was when she went to high school because she felt like she was the least intelligent or one of the lower mm. intelligence mm-hmm. in the group she actually didn't study anymore yeah she stopped studying for exams mm-hmm. and so her actions led to failure yeah and which yeah. reinforced the belief that she was one of the lesser people yeah. you know and, and it's like a loop yeah it really was mm. and because she wasn't she was actually really intelligent if she just gone to a normal high school yeah. and she probably would have studied but because she yeah because she felt like she was thick she kind of she stopped studying which then she failed which she, she told herself i can never be good at exams mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was it was just a real and so what we talked about was well, actually your study you know she's, and she's gonna kill these exams she's yeah. gonna be great but yeah. The real lesson is the debilitation of the esteem yeah. stopped actions that helped you progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I imagine maybe that's something you face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just crazy how much our beliefs... Um, Limit action. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? you know? yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Um, so it's really, it's really cool being there for them and because I've only got about 10 students so oh, it's no, really it's inti- yeah, yeah it's really intimate and I know them really well um and so yeah it's kind of seeing them growing and growing and and they're almost you know when you're walking away from someone you kind of look back like are they still there you yeah. know and, and they, they're checking is she still there is she still gonna yeah. be there for me um, so, so there's a trust of nurturing yeah uh. yeah and I think you know obviously people learn in different environments yeah. but I think the students that I've got really will flourish in kind of that environment being feeling like that. And that's how I l- flourished as well because I went to um, a polytech, which was a lot smaller than a university. Yep. Um, so you went so lost in the numbers. Yeah. Yep. And so, you know, I had tutors that really, you know, when you look back on your teachers or mentors, you know, there were people who really cared about you yeah. and actually, you know, gave a damn about what you were doing and where you were going. Um, and so it's very cool to kind of be on the other side of it. So you actually go back to understanding the responsibility of the role. Yeah. Because you understand it. It's a, the kind of um, place of caring and love. Yeah. And you actually said it earlier really well. As you said, it's almost like catching and praising, isn't it? Mm. And seeing them, reinforcing to them that, that it's actually in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what vulnerabilities brings us up for you? Oh, so many. It's like, you know, because, you know, honestly, in my class, I have students that are older than me. Okay. So, you know, yeah. I'm 24 for yeah. everyone yeah. listening. Um, and so there's a lot of, oh, what, what do I know? What oh, do I know? I'm okay. 24. What do I okay. know? You know, and so it's a lot of that. Um, so when you get questioned, do you go to insecurity? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how do you deal with that? I think because of 
group fit world and kind of drama when I was at school, it's a lot of just faking it till, (laughs) you know, and and just going um, kind of forcing that confidence in me. Um, Now, is this, now, now, and I'm digging deep here, but is this, is this, like, I imagine a lot of people in that situation become quite defensive, Mm. you know, because they don't want to be exposed Mm. um, or they do the redirect or something like that. So, um, is this, you're just, you need to back yourself a little bit more or is it that you are a little bit out of your depth at times? And if so, what's the best way to deal with that? I think both. Okay. And I think, you know, I am a little bit out of my depth because I'm young yeah. and, you know, I've literally just finished my master's maybe a year ago. Um, and what I'm learning is actually sitting down and going, what do I need and who can I ask for this? Oh, nice. Um, and it seems like such a simple thing. You know, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. But... It actually is a, it's a skill and a muscle that you have to keep pushing because, yeah. you know, naturally I'm not someone to go ask for help. I'm someone who will just buckle down figure and just out. figure it yeah, out, okay. you know. Um, and it's been that way ever since I was young. But when things are tough and there's other people actually relying on you, um, you have to go, oh, I actually need some other resources to help me through this so yeah. I can kind of bring my best self forward. Okay. Um, it's, not, it's not just about me. It's yeah. about all the other people who are in this circle. So mm. seeing the perspective as a whole and what yeah. I need to do and actually knowing that it's going to be a better way through. Yeah, yeah. And are you getting there quick? You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of I have this thing of time in bad place. Like mm. how long do you stay in a place where you can actually, there's an easy way out. Yeah. You know, do you, are you learning to go to help quicker? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's just realising that, you know, I can't do it all on my own yeah. and that, if you, you know, what's the quote? If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Oh, nice. Um, I've never heard that. But oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I definitely think that seeking out help is is one of the best ways to okay, figure so, out your so problems. You know me, I'm going to go deep. So, <laughs> so is that, is that is something you need to bring to other areas of your life? You know, because like I, many of us, especially hard workers, mm. it can be the fault of hard workers because the fault of hard work is, yeah, the way through is hard work. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so um, we, we we can face vulnerability mm. and I think, well, I just got to work harder. Mm. Is, that, is that something you identify with? And if so, what do you need to learn in that area or what are you doing to progress in that area? Yeah, I think um, a lot of it for me has actually been slowing down. Oh, really? Um, what do you and mean? Like... I guess because I've always wanted to be a really high achiever okay. um, and I've kind of got that, that in me, you yeah. know, to, to win, to aim, do the, yeah, yeah okay. you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go balls to wall. Yep. Um, but lately, you know, probably within the last year or so, I've really just wanted to slow down um, and just go, you know, is this the right thing I want to be doing? Is this really me? Am I piling off more than I can chew? And a lot of it has actually just been saying no. Oh, really? You know, flexing that no muscle, yeah. going, no, I don't, because I'm such a, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah. take on that. Yeah. You know, and then I'll have a hundred projects in a week. And, and it's and overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, overwhelming. And you're just, you're not the best person for the people that you love most around you, yeah. you know? And yeah. that's that's the classic thing. You give your best to everyone else yeah. outside and of your home. You love to get the shit vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just remember going, oh, this isn't nice. Yeah. You know, I'm not I'm not the person I want to be with the people I love and who I spend so much time with. Yeah. Um, why are these other people getting the best version of me? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it has been slowing down and asking for help. Mm. And was saying no at first hard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And What was the fear? Just 
like, what will people think of me if I'm saying no? Am I not achieving because I'm saying no? Um, Yeah, it's just all around that achievement. Yeah, Yeah, what is achievement? What is achievement? Exactly. What is it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, because what is is success? Mm. You know what I mean? Is it it outcomes? Is it, you know, or or is it a life where you've got, you know, and obviously it's a mix of all, but yeah, 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 it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So, because one of my problems with saying no is what if I lose opportunity? Mm. You know, like Mm -hmm. if I say no this time, Mm. that means I lose future opportunity. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that was one of my fears is Mm. that, you know, if I don't say yes, Maybe the door closes. Yeah. You know, and it was, yeah. was a bit of a hard one as well. Yeah. Um, and so so now you're finding space, you're finding you're getting better at using help. And what is it where does that take you within yourself? Mm. I guess it just gives me more space to figure out what Martine actually wants to do and what supposedly she would do just for other people or mm. what she thinks other people want her to do. Okay. Um, and so that's that's taken a while to learn um, and still learning it today, yeah. you know, what... And so many times, you know, I have to check myself and be like, is this something you really want to be doing okay. or, you know, are you just doing it for other reasons? So yeah. it's pretty valuable. So what you're saying there is... The slowing down, you getting help, saying yeah. no, all the rest of it. It's actually mm. giving you space to assess better decisions. Yeah. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 And just figuring out, you know, the path of life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and you, you're about to travel, aren't you, at some stage? In the yeah. Week. Yeah. So my partner, he is from the UK. So um, we are very fingers crossed and fingers and toes crossed hoping to get across to um, the UK. And also my dad is from Prague. So we're hoping to get over there and see everyone. And is this going to be for like, is it the OE? Is it or? Yeah, I hope so. Hope so. You know, like I've always wanted to travel ever since I was a kid. I lived in South Korea oh, when I was. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing in South Korea? <laughs> well, my my mum was an English teacher. Oh, okay. Um, and so from like really young, I was five. Wow. So from really so young. Do you speak age, Korean? I I can't speak it really anymore. Okay. I can say like hello probably, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah. Um. I wonder if you'd be able to pick it. How long were you there for? Maybe like four years, okay. four or five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, ever since I was young, you know, I've been obsessed with the world and obsessed with travel, travel and, and yeah. going away. And, and I just remember that time in my life being really fun as a kid. You know, it's like a playground. When it comes to the fitness and helping others, yeah. what, do you, what do you think are the keys? And it's true because I want to go here. But what do you think the keys are? In my book, I talk about, I think I talked about this every day, the four types of exercises, mm. the, the, the non-exercises, the yo-yo the habit and the thriver. Yeah. What do you reckon the keys are for the, someone who's for thriving with exercise? Oh, such a good question. Thriving. I think making it enjoyable. Yeah. You know, is it fun for you? Does it feel like it's something you would want to do and get up for? Um, and I really like the idea of community. You know, is it, do you do it with someone? Are there people there that yeah. you really enjoy being around? Are you meeting new people? Um, yeah, I think those two things are really key yeah. to thrive in that space. Yeah, you totally. know, do you enjoy it, and is there other people that also enjoy it with you, and you can have an enjoyable time together? Yeah. Yeah. What about with someone who's not exercising? Like, you know, you've worked in the game for a while mm. now, and you're PT mm-hmm. and you're group fit. Um, when you got that client who yeah. was a struggle, you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. yeah, we all love the client who loves beating themselves <laughs> up. You know, yeah. give me yeah. your money, I'll smash you. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, but then you get the, the one who, it's, yeah. it's it's a journey. You yeah. know, how do you help someone like that? Oh, it's such a journey and, you know, being a PT, being in group fit um, and now teaching other people how to PT, yeah. um, 
you have to meet them where they're at. And I think in our heads, we're like, why can't you just do it? Yeah. You know, you're like shaking them. Why can't you just do it and love it like I do? Yeah. Um, but you, you know, they're different people and they've had this life of all these experiences and, and you know, you don't even know half of the experiences. Yeah. So you really just have to meet them where they're at and take the long road. You know, it'll, it'll, you know, it's a journey. It'll go up and down. It'll flow. You'll take 10 steps forward and then 20 steps back. And, and that's just the flow of it. But I think persevering is key. You know, if, if you fall off, start again. F- forgive yourself, start again. Begin yeah. again, begin again, begin yeah. again. Yeah. You're, you're a young female. Mm. Um, and um, it seems that, those are the, the, that that demographic is the one that seems to get affected most by social media. Mm. So what are you trying to teach your generation, and not just females, but just your generation in, in general around what health should be? Mm. What health should be? I think a lot of it, you know, the space that I'm in right now is is just being really accepting of who you are, where you've come from, and potentially where you're going. Mm-hmm. And I think, because um, with health, there's so much with it, and and we put so much pressure on ourselves to we be the healthiest, yeah. to do the best, to be the fittest. I'm going to do these workouts that I just saw on TikTok. Um, but to just be really accepting of where you are mm. and and knowing that you don't have to be anyone else, you know? And I think that's 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 where I'm at in, in, in this stage. But um yeah, that's probably the one thing that I'd that I'd share more with people is just to accept where you are and and know that it's a journey and yeah. There's beautiful things in health and fitness. What, 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 you know, you're very self-assured. N- mm. Not in a cocky way. Mm. You, know, not, you don't come across as arrogant or anything like that. But yeah. it's just, you know, you know yourself. Yeah. And it, um, maybe you answered that earlier. But what, what, think, what do you think gave that to you? I think, you know, like, honestly, for most of my life, like, I've struggled a lot with mental health. Oh, really? Um, in what way? Just battled with depression, anxiety, oh, really? stress, wow. you know, from a really young age. And Can I ask, and you can tell me piss off, mm. but how's that represented to you? What do you mean? Well, like, is it an inner voice? Is it a feeling? Like, like how do yeah. you experience it? Yeah, so, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how in, into it I can get, but... Um, as much as you want. Yeah. And there's no pressure. Uh, so, yeah. you know, from being a kid, I remember, you know, like I was really confident in, in all that, but behind closed doors, I was really just just low and sad. Oh, and okay. and ever since I was a kid, I used to write in journals. So I've got journals, you know, dating back to when I was in primary school. Oh. So, you know, I've always written and and kind of mulled over my life. Yeah. Um, which is to do it that young. It's quite, yeah. yeah so I was it? writing really young and I still keep lots of journals. Yeah. Um, but, you know, day to day now, it's it's the inner voice, it's the chatter, it's the can't quiet in the mind. And I've always been a very highly energetic person. Yeah. So that's, you know, of course, my mind is whizzing all the time. Yeah. Um, and so s- slowing down has been key. You know, I meditate every morning. Yeah. And if I, you know, if I just find those, that time to just, whew, you know, everything's okay. So, mm. so meditations is a tool. What other tools yeah. do you use? Um, exercise. Yeah, yeah, exercise, uh, meditation. I journal, um, and and you know, in the past, I've just gone. You know, when I was a kid, I'd be like, "Dear diary, today yeah. I walked yeah. to school with." But nowadays, it's very purposeful. It's um, how am I going to show up today? How do I want to feel today? You know, what am I truly grateful for right now? Um, 
you know, who who can I have a positive impact on today? So it's very purposeful, it's action based. So I just, you know, yeah. So it's not like I'm blah 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 blah. <laughs> and and when you do this, the, the management of that side is is a lot healthier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and I'm still going through it now, you know. Um, and it, just with like fitness, it's a journey. Yeah. Um, but I find these tools incredibly helpful and day-to-day can be different but if I can just maintain and and be consistent and if I fall off you know again forgiving accepting starting again yeah Mm. I'm a a total believer in tools eh Mm. you know what I mean like I think um you know like if we if if something gets you to a better place yeah and you can be consistent with it yeah you know and it's and I because I think it's half your journey of life management isn't it learning to manage self yeah uh, in ways that are healthy for us Mm -hmm. and it is those knowing those tools of meditation Mm. and we're all different yeah you know some tools are different for some people but it's um like my wife Mm. cooking Mm. you know for her to get and be creative cooking every night is a really important way for her to unwind and and it's a good mental health thing for her yeah you know it's for me <laughs> but but that's where we're all different, isn't yeah, it? And, and yeah. to me, it's always that kind of thing of um, when we, you know, because health's such a big word, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like an fitness. umbrella. Yeah, yeah, it really is, isn't it? And yeah. you know, and the one thing I've um, my work on at the moment is, is relationships, and not that I've got some brilliant relationships in mm. my life, um, but relationship is the first thing I'll drop. Mm. You know, and it's partly because our roles are so social yeah you know so my social cups gets filled for my job yeah and yeah. So, it's, so you know like you know we're in front of groups of people every day yeah we come along we're really social with life of the, you know we are the leader mm. um and so i can get in the habit and i've got a core group of friends but i can get in the habit of just kind of not prioritizing yes relationship yes and and it's that thing of it's that thing of, you know, you're going out for a party and you go, oh, I can't bother going tonight. Yeah. So you don't go. But every time you go, you're glad you went. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? And it's that thing of relationship is the one thing I have to consciously make sure I put yes. in my life. Yeah. Putting yeah. that effort in. Yeah. Putting yeah. the effort in. And, and not with, you know, just with a certain amount. Mm. Um, and, the, and the reason is, and again, I think I've got pretty good tools, but I always come more charged back from life, mm-hmm. from the right person and the right connection. Yeah. You know, like I caught it for a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago. And as a friend who was a really important person in my life, he just moved back to the city recently. Mm. You know, you just walk away from it and you just go, oh, you feel your cup's full, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just, I suppose it's the thing is understanding your tools, pulling them in, and make sure you prioritise them, eh? Yeah, you have yeah. to really pull them to the forefront. Yeah, you do, don't you? You know, because they'll just take the back seat. Yeah. Otherwise. And if you don't, there, there's a, da- not a downfall, but there's a regression, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, you know, it'll hit you one day and go, oh, I actually need to prioritise my relationships yeah. or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Is there any fear going overseas? Nah. No, just excitement. Nah. Yeah, just excitement. And it's just the life we live in, you know. It's. What do you get to let go of? Not that you may not need to, but, you know, but, <laughs> but, but, but like, you know, like, it's, um, it's a question I've been thinking about a lot in life lately. Is yeah. What do you let go of? When you travel? Just, you know, maybe, it's, like I was thinking recently, my wife and I recently have kind of hit, a next financial point. Yeah. Um, we've always saved and invested and all the rest of it. And we're kind of at this point in when it's like, oh, actually, we're kind of at a level where there's some things I can let go of. Yeah. And, and practically and also and mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a lot of people, travel is about that as well. Mm. You know, that travel is this kind of, there's the adventure aspect of it. Yeah. There is the life experience of it. But there's also yeah. a little bit of this kind of, I can get to be, I can kind of create yeah. a new me. Yeah, it's kind of like, 
you know, you go into places, nobody knows you yeah, and, and yeah. you can kind of figure out a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. But for me, like, I love feeling like a kid. Oh, really? I love feeling like a kid and, and having that adventure and, yep. and that playfulness yeah. and, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. And I really love that. Yeah. And so, you know, here in New Zealand, it's like my life is pretty structured. It's like yep. this, I'm working in the morning. I mean, I'm training in the morning and then I've got work and then I've got You're a high achiever, right? You know, so you're playing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, but there's also a part of me that's quite chaotic and okay. that likes, likes a little bit of chaos. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just you know, letting go of, I guess, structure and, and normal life, I guess. And yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Where do you hope to be in like five, 10 years from now? I think I'm such a, I always think of myself as such a dreamer, okay. you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been, I want to do this and I want to do that. But I think I definitely want to be in Wellington in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, that's the city I'm in Why? now. I love Wellington. Why? Uh, Not that I hate Wellington, I was, yeah. you know, I would think deep. It's, it's just, it just feels happy to me. Okay. It just, you know, like I see the sun rising over the waterfront and I just love it. And, yeah. and you know, I go to my local cafe and, and we say hi. And so it's just those little things that just make it feel like home. Um, and I've met some pretty cool people there, so... So it's want to be around there. It's kind of a beautiful place where you feel a really deep connection to. Yeah. Okay. And I think because, you know, I left Dunedin and so I've kind of moved into this new chapter of kind of who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels really cool there. And so you say you're a dreamer. So yeah. So you'd be in Wellington. So five, ten years, where, how old will I be? Where we be in the future questions an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. But it is that kind of, you know, like what you know, it's that thing of what's the legacy of your life? Yeah. You know, you're, you're at the beginning of it. You know, like yeah. you know, and even yeah. if we just say career. Yeah. Um, you know, in theory, you've got what forty years of work in front of you, mm-hmm. and it's that kind of, um, and not that people have to have that trajectory, and yeah. life's such a random thing, but yeah. it's that kind of. At the end of it, what would I want my body of work to be? Or, yeah. or, or how do I want to use my time? You know, mm. that, that kind of question. Yeah, I think I'm, I really like to connect with people and to hear people's stories. So, mm. you know, a lot like you in that sense. Yeah. You know, you love to be talking to people yeah. and getting those stories. Um, and, you know, I always wanted to be a writer when I was a kid. So, you know, writing books would be super cool. And I'd love to have a family. Yeah. You know, that's really important to me. Yeah. I had a big family growing up. Um, and so doing doing those creative things like, you know, writing books and um, trying to, you know, like when I was studying, my passion was cancer and exercise patients. Oh, really? So I did my master's on that. So I'd really love to continue that work, whatever form that takes, you know, whether I do some formal education like a PhD or, you know, whether I continue that line elsewhere in some capacity but yeah so so ultimately the the, the path of your career is to connect people in powerful ways yeah yeah and then to do some self-expressive creativity through it yeah wow what kind yeah. of writing do you like to do is it like creative writing yeah i used to love that when i was young i would write little novels um but i think now i think i really want to probably share experience of where I've been what I've been through you know in terms of like mental health especially but also like on the cancer side you know like I've had 
you know, multiple family members pass and, you know, we all have. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a horrible thing to say, but it is the killer of our time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, you know, cancer affects everyone. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like I used to work with cancer patients every day and some of the people in my exercise program actually passed away. Wow. So it was like, what this is... Like? Oh, I don't want to sound like I'm desensitized to it because I'm not, but doing doing the study doing the doing the programs and you know you knew that was okay. that was a yeah, thing yeah. um and we we all talked about it yeah. and and you know even probably joked about it yeah. you know because it, we it just real. wanted yeah yeah, yeah yeah and and it was life and we were just you know doing what we had with the time we had and yeah mm. wow it's yeah wow well, yeah it's funny I'm, I'm of an age now with deaths becoming a part of life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, unfortunately, we just lost Joe's dad in the last period of time. And, oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and it was, mm. it was really sad. Mm. And, um, and um, you know, some other people were losing parents, you know, you, you know, and, and I haven't really, I've, touch wood, I haven't had death. You yeah, know, like, right. you know, like, seriously, I've lost no one. Really? Yeah, like a couple of friends who are kind of not even friends, are kind of more in the group, yeah. kind of two steps back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so no family members. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, still, my grandparents are still alive. Well, oh. my nanas are. I lost, I lost a granddad, but he was a step-grandparent, so I wasn't that close to him. Yeah. Um, and, That's awesome. And, 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 you know, when they will pass away, they're of an age. So, you know, so touch wood because I haven't had death. And, and I'm, I will, but it's mm. just... Um, yeah, it's that, that's, it is that journey of life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It gives you another perspective for sure because, you know, you just... You're like we're all gonna go someday. You know, yeah. let's make our time really useful. Yeah. And, and it's and it also funny being you know someone who's dealt with depression when you're feeling so low. You're like, well, when is this gonna end? Mm. So yeah, there's lots of ways you can think oh, of it. Really? And then I've seen it from a cancer patient's perspective, where you know they're l- practically lying on their deathbed, um, and the the saying you know of this beautiful life that they lived, and they're so grateful and. You know, so it's it's perspective, eh? Yeah, it's it's perspective. It just goes, oh well, so so many things don't matter. Yeah, you know, but the things that do matter, let's get it right. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good way of putting it, isn't it? The things that do matter, get, like that, that is, is Here's a question. Yeah. When you do have downtime. Yeah. Is there guilt? Or is it? You know, I'll let you answer. When I have downtime, is there guilt? I think it's it is true. It is hard for me to switch off. You know, my partner hates it because he just wants to chill and relax, okay. and I'm like, let's go, <laughs> let's go. Um, but again, that's part of the slowing down part. But um, I think it's more of a oh, I should be doing. Which There's is something I should be so doing. So that's kind of guilt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess yeah. it is masked, isn't yeah. it? My brain's trying to tell me, no, it's not. It's productivity. Yeah. But I guess in, in the real mask, it's probably guilt. Yeah. Mm. And how do you manage that? Mm-hmm. It's something I know. Like I know that space. Yeah. You know that kind of. Um, I'm okay if like I plan to watch a movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Structure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very structured. Yeah. Um, but then if it's just like I've been sitting down for a couple of hours, and there's, there's a moment where it goes to wastefulness. Yes. And, and sometimes it is wasteful, so you yeah. do need to kind of give yourself a kick. But although I don't really lack that motivation. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's yeah, it's just an, it's just something I've been thinking about. I know. think the um the meditation has been helping, you know, and just what kind of meditation do you do? So I have like I sit in silence, yep. like so I sit upright and and you know sit in silence for that, and that's really just for me to 
reset, calm, find my breath. Because yeah. um, I guess meditation is just like the word exercise. It's yeah, like, it can mean many things. Yeah. yeah, there can be lots of things um, under there. And then I also have like an app on my phone that I use um, that actually my mum recommended <laughs> um, that I use that kind of teaches me, kind of teaches you things like um, – how to be mindful, you know, yeah. how, what are some techniques, what, are, what, you know, can we body scan? And so it kind of gives you, there's lots of levels to it. Um, but I have found that doing that has helped kind of relieve that sense of guilt and needing to be do, 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 instead of just be, 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 you know, just be here. Yeah. What, what would you be someone who actually has created the routine and stuck with it meditate because meditation is that thing everyone it's like exercise yeah everyone's an associate they do it for a day and they don't yeah you know so what made you able to be an applier mm. you know where you've actually because it seems like it's pretty part of your routine now. yeah 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 um because I, I know everyone who's listening to the show will know i've said this a million times yeah. but i have to talk about meditations like running like running's yeah. a hard drug to sell mm. because you don't really get the enjoyment till six weeks in mm-hmm. you know and so people are like I don't like running, don't like running. And then, oh, fuck, I really like running. But whereas I often say like RPM with spin casters are an easy drug. Yeah. Because you come along the first time, it's so easy. You get a high, it's easy to want people to come yeah. back. And meditation is like running. Like yeah. you've got to do it for a period of time before mm-hmm. you understand. So what made you have to have be able to apply? I think I think a few things like just that begin again, you okay. know, and I think. So this is the philosophy you really have, isn't it? This begin yeah, again thing. Yeah. What, give us a deeper, what does it mean? Just... You know, if if things don't go right, if it didn't happen the first time, that's not to say it's not going to happen the next time. Okay. And I think that's a really critical step that sometimes people miss out or or, or skip over is the just restart. Yeah. Okay. You know, don't stay in that 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 basement down there for yeah. too long. Yeah. Okay. You know, yes, realize what's happened. Yep. And now reset again. Yeah. And 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 go again yeah um we could, probably, we could probably add add some learning in there as well yeah so why do you need to you yeah. know what, what, what yeah. can you learn from that last experience yeah and that's part of it is is beginning again and then saying how can i do this differently now because yeah. what that obviously didn't work yeah, yeah. You know, how how can i make but unfortunately better? what a lot of people do is they go i failed i'm a bad person yeah so they, they self-identify put the stamp on that i'm a yeah. bad the, the identity is the problem yes. not the strategy yes you know whereas if you can go Begin again, but where was my strategy wrong? Mm. You know, not what's not what's wrong with me. You know, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. And so now it's, yeah. I mean, when you, I guess you have to look back at your track record. But I just, I just stuck with it. You know, even if I, it was, and it wasn't like you know. Now I'm probably meditating for twenty minutes. Nice. But back, you know, when I was starting, it would have been a minute. Yeah. Probably less. Yeah. You know, you want to make the task as simple as possible. You don't want to go out the gate going, I'm yeah. going for a. 20k run yeah you know and so you make you're breaking it down to like the most minuscule like even just downloading the app you know is that the most mm. the most base task that you can do that day great yeah. tick that off yeah, awesome and, and be allowed that to be success yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and recognizing that that's a huge step in your day yeah and to give yourself like a bit of a pat on the back like yeah. good job yeah. good job bevy that was yeah. awesome yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um and what's the value? So obviously it allows you to calm down. Mm-hmm. What's the value of it? Why, why, why is it so good for your life? Oh, I think it just, like personally, I just think it just resets and it just breaks apart so many attachments to things, you know, whether that's with um, people or or jobs or, or um, tasks to do. It just kind of breaks up that wall. So it's like, 
I'm not the task. Okay. You know, if so that, it, and, it creates and a disconnect. Yeah, it just kind of detaches you a bit and goes, and and you go, oh, I'm back, I'm back here now, I'm back okay. with myself. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not actually the job. Yeah. You know, me yeah. and the job are separate. It's interesting. I'm reading a really good book right now, which I'm sure I'll probably talk about on the podcast mm. soon. Uh, it's called Chatter. Mm. Like everyone should read this book, and it's uh, Chatter. It's something. It's around. I can't remember what the subtitle is, but something like, you know, how to deal with the voice in your head. Yeah. And it's by a guy who's basically the world leader in psychology in this area. And he talks about, God, it's a brilliant book. So he talks about, he talks about ruminating. So Mm. ruminating is when we're stressed or overwhelmed Mm. or, you know, and and a good way I always think about rumination is that we have a thought that's working against us and we push rewind and play. Mm. And each time we push rewind and play, it, 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 it kind of grows. You know, it becomes a bigger balloon, if you know what I mean. And we kind of get trapped in this thought and, and there's kind of no way out. And um, the book's really fascinating because he talks about how we communicate ourselves and how we get out of that. But what he talks about is that, so you have rumination and he talks about um, immersive rumination. So immersive mm. is when we're very much just stuck in that place. Yeah. And what gets us away from that is what he calls distance. So if we can create distance from immersive mm. rumination, then we tend to get out of it much better. And now yeah. he talks about um, inner voice techniques you use to overcome that place. But, you know, what you're talking about there is kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know, that what you do is you might be in a place of rumination, you go into your medication, meditation, and then there's suddenly there's a distance between... Yeah. And then, then it gives you the space to be able to navigate moving forward in a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... That's so true because, you know, part of sometimes meditating is being really, is almost like objectively looking at the thought. Like yeah. it's not, I'm not the thought. Well, okay, so this book, this is what's really fascinating yeah. about it because he talks about, and, and this is what's really interesting about this book is that they talk about um, when we're in immersive rumination, we very much use I. Mm. So it's very much we're talking about me. Yeah. Um, you know, this is really hard. I'm really struggling with this. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's unfair on me. Mm-hmm. And so some of the techniques, uh, one of the techniques he really recommends is talking to yourself in third person. Yeah. So literally, Bevan's struggling right now because he's replaying his thought and he's not trusting himself in this situation. Mm. And what you're doing there is, so one of the things I'll, I'll have rumination around is sometimes insecurity in business. Mm. You know, you, as a small business owner, sometimes you can create a really unrealistic picture that the world's going to end. And it might be just the competition does something that looks good. And so, you know, oh, my God, you know, my world's ending. And and it's totally irrational. But you go to that place and you might be ruminating. So I might say, Bevan is um, repeating a thought here because he's feeling vulnerable about his business right now. Really, all he needs to focus on is putting some trust into his situation and looking Mm. at the evidence. Mm. And what that does is it creates distance. Yes. Distance between what you're going toward. And, you know, and it's kind of what you're saying with your meditation, isn't it? Yeah. But that third, yeah. you know, that third person, or as you said, you're you're stepping away from the thought mm-hmm. and looking at it from a different angle. Yeah, yeah, so powerful because yeah. yeah, it just removes yourself from it. Yeah, because you know? it's that identity thing as well. You know, you you think you are the thing, yeah. but you're not. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I've even been using it in like exercise. So mm. like, I have a hard session I do each week, and I've been practicing it when I'm. I use third person in that now. Mm. You know, okay, Bevan's getting on the bike. Okay, you know, <laughs> like it yeah. really does. Yeah. yeah. And they talk in this book. They talk about how um, you listen to some sports stars and they'll talk yeah. about key moments. And um, they use like LeBron James to say, okay, well, what LeBron he did here was, and even sports star was, yeah. It's, mm. But just that idea of what helps you create, and that's where exercise is often such an important thing because what yeah. exercise does is it, it's kind of like meditation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, you yeah. create some distance in your day. Yeah. 
and then after the fact you can have a better perspective yeah totally yeah. and you know like for exercise for me now is just so habitual yeah it's so and and like you similar yeah. you yeah. know it's so habitual you know it's like just it's a given it's yeah. gonna happen yeah and yeah one, th- one thing that do you still have the the scary sessions Yes, um, because I'm someone who gets bored okay. quite easily. Yep. Um, so I definitely need something that's that's challenging and that I don't know much about. So lately, I've been running. So I don't. You're the yeah. running expert yeah. here, so this is gonna be funny. Um, <laughs> you're turning to Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't. I've I I've I enjoy running and I enjoy the challenge on my own. Yep. I like. I like being on my own yeah. and going, oh, I did that. And, you know, you go through so, so much anguish when you're running. And then when you stop, you go, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I've been running and that's been challenging. And I've also been doing a bit of CrossFit and I don't know anything about CrossFit. Yeah. You know, I did sports growing up, but I was, didn't do any gymnastics yeah, or, or lifting. Or lifting like that, yeah. And I've never done any lifting. So a lot of that is super new. Um, so it's very cool uh, building new skill sets. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you do to prepare yourself for those moments? How do you win the scary moment? Um, just keeping, I mean, I've always been such an open person, but just that learner, yeah. you know, that yeah. white belt kind of mentality, yeah. you yeah. know, I don't know everything yeah. and, and I'm going to learn something. And, and, you know, there's been, <laughs> there's been times where I've walked out going, I've, that I hated that session, you know, I'm swearing and yeah. I'm going, you know, if this, I'm yeah. quitting tomorrow and I'm going <laughs> to email my, can, cancel my membership. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you, you get past those moments because this is life, you know, life yeah. is never going to be just flat, flat line. Um, there's always going to be potholes and challenges um, and yeah, so. Last question, um, just what would you say to someone who isn't exercising right mm. now? And uh, just to encourage them to get into it, what would you say? I think just find find what works for you and know that this, you're not alone. There's so many people that are there with you. Mm. And to find those people and to find the people that lift you up and that, you know, help you become better think is you know you're always the sum of the five people around you yeah, right yeah. and so find those key people you know keep trying start learn start again yeah. um and like you said earlier it's a journey you know so things are going to be up things are going to be down um but that's that's the that's the joy of it you know how boring would life be if it was like always yeah. roses yeah you know we wouldn't know the time is roses because yeah. we didn't know anything else yeah hmm. awesome well thank you so much for telling me for your honesty and your sharing <laughs> uh people do want to follow you what where would they go uh i'm terrible on instagram <laughs> I mean, if you want to follow me on instagram you can but yeah martin matapo on instagram and you'll probably see me on some Les Mills stuff too awesome well mm. thank you so much for your time thanks baby awesome mate So there is my interview with Martin. Hopefully you got a lot of that. Again, as I was saying before I pushed or before we started the interview, it's just one of these interviews. I, I love speaking to young people who are just doing really great things and, and, and having a 
positive impact on on the world and uh you know she's only 24 and she's doing some pretty impressive stuff so really cool to have a chat to her and again it's just those insights that come you know often when you hear an interview you just self-reflect in ways where you get some really good insights and um yeah, it was really cool. And actually, what was really cool after the interview, her and Mandy, who, who's been on the show a while ago. Mandy is another fitness professional I know quite well. And we went out for, for dinner and we just kept going deep in Mandy. <laughs> so that's how we roll. One thing I do want to say is uh, the book is coming out. It looks like the date's going to be about June. So we've been talking to the publisher. Uh, the, the issue we have in this, today's world is that because of COVID, Printing is taking a lot longer than what we hoped. We're kind of hoping it would be coming out in March, uh, but now it looks like June will be the date when it comes out. We've, we've confirmed the cover. I'm really happy with the cover, actually. Uh, cover design is really hard. And, and it took us a long time, you know, with myself, because I, I kind of understand design. I wouldn't say I'm an expert at design, but I understand design myself and the, the, the graphic designer who's doing the cover. We're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think I've, we think we've got it right. So that's kind of exciting. Um, yeah, so again, I think I said on the last episode, I need you to help me push it when it comes out. And, and you'll hear about that closer to time. But I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be start recording the audio book. I wasn't going to record the audio book. I was going to pay somebody to do the audio book. And a lady I know called Paula, who I talk about actually, and uh, with Martine today, she said, oh, I really like it when the author reads the audio book. And I'm not a great reader out loud. Um, it's a skill I've got a lot better at in my life. Like I couldn't even do it at all when I was a kid. But I do tend to make, you know, just little mistakes. And I, when I'm reading out to people, it's not so bad. But when you're doing audiobook, you've got to be 100% accurate. So I found on Fiverr, there was a guy who said, I can edit audiobooks. And I said, look, mate, I, I make a few mistakes. And so he said, we'll do a sample and we'll see. And I did a sample and I probably made, you know, probably 20% of the time I was making mistakes. Sent it back to me. It made me sound like I made no mistakes at all. So I was like, this guy rocks. So uh, I am going to record the audiobook. It'll be a bit of a journey for me. The book's probably, as an audiobook, will probably be about six to seven hours long. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of, I, I imagine it'll probably take me about 30 hours, 40 hours to record. So, but hey, so it's another little kind of experience for me to go through in this whole second book journey. So anyway, be, I look forward to the book. And again, the book's called I Will Make You Passionate About Exercise. I'm really excited about it. Anyway, uh, if you do want to support the show, become a patron, spread the word about the show, give some feedback, give a review somewhere, and yeah, just enjoy yourself. Have a wonderful couple of weeks. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with another Bevan episode, and as always, keep being you.